0: continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast.
1: Hey, all 7 Rounds in Heaven is back. We're brought to you by Sports Drink. Prospects are accepting their green room invites for the draft. That means it's close. It's I, Rob Paul, a.k.a. the man behind the camera zooming in on prospects in the green room as they slide in the draft. And with me, as always, is A.J., Sack production is meaningless, Uh
0: Actually, incorrect. My uh, my rankings are literally just who has the most sacks, who has the least.
1: Javon Roland Jones or whatever from Arkansas State. <laughs> yeah. A couple years ago, he's just the greatest edge rusher you've ever seen.
0: Correct. Yeah, and uh, who else? Uh, who else was there? Uh, oh, the, I'm blanking. Louisiana attack.
1: Jalen Ferguson. Thank you.
0: Yep. Today, we're continuing
1: our 2021 NFL Draft Position Rankings with the Edge Rushers and continuing our Divisional Draft previews with the NFC East. Let's hit it. Seven.
0: Seven. 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 And one, and two, and one, two, three, four. Seven rounds in heaven with my baby. Driving on. To Cleveland, maybe Maybe looking for a Lawrence 'er or Suelle. Don't draft specialists on the first day. day. Don't Don't draft specialists on the second day. 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 Maybe Maybe draft a punter in the sixth. We'll see. Let's Let's go seven seven rounds. Let's go seven seven rounds together. together.
1: Let's go seven rounds forever.
0: And that's a song.
1: Hi, this is Rob from the Seven Rounds in Heaven podcast. It's that time of the year again, and all eyes are now on pro basketball and the start of the Major League Baseball season. BetOnline.ag has all the betting action. In the NBA, the conference races are heating up as teams prepare to make their run for the playoffs. And if baseball is your first love, AJ, BetOnline has you covered. If you love hockey, golf, MMA, and championship boxing, BetOnline has it all. Every sport, every game, every matchup. BetOnline has you covered for all the odds and real-time updates and is the place to be for all your sports betting needs. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to place and check in on all your favorite sports bets all the time. Head to the website or use your mobile device and bring home the game with Bet Online. Hey, AJ, have you ever wished there was an app out there that would let you connect through audio and sport?
0: Oh, yeah, Rob. I, I've wished that many a times, especially when I never got the clubhouse invite.
1: What if I told you Locker Room could cover you with a live audio only? sports talk platform
0: what and it's free to download and to use and it's there's no uh rude invites that i don't get correct <laughs> correct
1: talk to me other fans athletes and insiders in real time i feel like talking to me is
0: not as cool as talking <laughs> to athletes but hey you can perfect a- for watch <laughs> just give out your phone number right now they can call you <laughs> perfect for watch parties debates
1: post-game breakdowns, and reacting to breaking news. Share your own experiences on the app. Locker Room allows you to start or join ongoing conversations, watch games together, and react to everything in the sports world. You can talk with other sports fans, insiders, athletes, executives in real time. Um, And all you need to do is download the Locker Room app free in the iOS app store, create a profile, link your Twitter and join the group. And yeah, that's locker room for you, AJ. Uh,
0: sounds pretty fucking sick.
1: Yes. It's like being in a real locker room, except <laughs> you don't have to leave your house, so it's like way
0: better. It's, it doesn't stink wherever you are, hopefully. Uh, there's no nudity. <laughs> that's pretty cool. This, that's two big assumptions. <laughs> yeah, it's private nudity. If, if there's nudity. Okay, that's enough from you. <clears throat> uh, edge, edge rushers.
1: Yeah, we can do that today if you want. Um, this, this, is, I like this class. I don't think there's. I only have one first round grade, but I think overall there's a ton of depth. There's a bunch of like I think there's twenty or so guys who will go in the first five rounds. Um, in. All 20 of them, I I think there's a role for in the NFL. Mm -hmm.
0: No, I I think that's fair. I was going to ask you to start. How many first-round grades do you have? Uh, I have two. Uh, I think that 20 in the first five rounds is a a pretty solid number. I'm right around there, maybe maybe 19. Um, Yeah, a lot of unique players. Um, You know what I found? Uh, It's a really good effort group like sometimes you know yes you'll go through an edge group and the motors are eh, running cold sometimes pretty much everyone in this group the, the motor runs hot which i always appreciate um how high do you think the highest edge rusher goes because y- y- you look at the different mock drafts you'll see you know sometimes you'll see Pay go 10 you'll see uh, Aziz jolari go around there too you'll see like joe Tryon like it's kind of wide open right now. Where where do you see the first guy coming off the board?
1: I guess the giants are an interesting spot, but I don't think they're going to do it. Mm -hmm. Um, the Vikings at 14 are definitely in the conversation. Um, I guess I, I don't really see anybody, unless the Eagles do something wild, I don't really see anybody before the Vikings, at, unless the, or if there's a trade-up, of course. But, I, yeah, I don't see anybody before the Vikings looking at edge Rusher. And then you've got a couple teams uh, between about picks 14 and 23, really, that mm-hmm. can take one.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I have two round grades, like I said. I don't have any top 20 grades, though. Um, so I, I, it's definitely more, um, deep than top heavy, but I got a lot of guys, you know, between, uh, there and and the third round, there's a lot of top 100 guys in this group. Yeah. Yeah. Like if I were to bet, I mean, edge rush is such a premium position, but because of the depth and because I don't think any of the top guys are are special, special, um, I I don't see a top, uh, a guy coming off the board in the top 15. How many do you think end up going in the first round? In the honestly, I don't know, man. It's tough. Like, like, like I,
1: the, the you would definitely set the over under a three and a half, right?
0: Yeah, no that that's that's a good number. Um, I was gonna say three, so I'll take the under. Um, but like okay. it wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me at all if if it over if it goes over again because it's such a premium position. Well, and really, I think um,
1: if the Jets with their second first round pick don't take an edge, I think. They'll definitely take one at thirty-four, and mm-hmm. that's where I kind of think the fourth edge comes off the board.
0: Yeah, no, that that's that is fair. Um, I definitely think we're going to see a run on edge. Uh, it could be like you know um, 20, 25 to forty, even that tight tight of a frame. It could be you know a little, mm-hmm. little more into the thirty-five to forty-five. I I think there's going to be a, a run, even though like yeah, I only have three guys with top. 40-ish grades maybe four guys like i'm not i'm not super high on the top end of this group so I'll, I'll say four guys with top 40 grades um and then kind of it drops off to like the later second for me but i i think we're gonna see a, a good run on those guys in that range yeah and again i i think the the depth is the the best part about this yeah. class.
1: I, I just i just counted i think i have about 27 draftable edge rushers in this group
0: that's a lot of guys that's a lot of guys that's is that second after wide receivers, probably for you? Probably. And if you look at
1: now, this again, this is off Wikipedia's position. So yeah. this is just made up defensive ends. But <laughs> last year, there was only 18. Um, 2019, there's 26. 2018, there's 23. 2017, there's 25. 2016, there's only 17. So I think this will be up 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 there with 2019 with a higher number.
0: Yeah. Uh, I, d- I definitely definitely agree. What well, did you say your number was? 20- 27? Yeah, yeah, I, I think that's that's reasonable. I like. I don't. There's yeah, a lot the of guys. Is, there's a lot of like, other it, thing. It yeah. Go ahead. Sorry.
1: There's there's a lot of guys who offer different skill sets too, mm-hmm. right? Like yeah. The, obviously, when you look into that, more of the guys in probably the your fourteen to twenty seven edge range, there's there's some guys who are better fits as just Sam linebackers. There's mm-hmm. there's some guys who offer like malik herring for example that's a guy i really like uh who i think you can get mid to late day three who's who plays inside a ton too right and can be a uh three tech on passing downs like there's a lot of really interesting skill sets within the group like charles snowden's another guy chris rump there's there's tons of really interesting guys lots of sam options um to come from this group as well
0: no dad i actually have I, i did herring as an idl uh but no they i totally agree there's it's it's really a pick your flavor type of class and even even at the top even for the more traditional guys it, it's still like you know well
1: my ahead.
0: top three guys are all
1: very different um yeah. in terms of skill set and, and body type even
0: yeah no for sure there's there's a lot of you know there's a lot of length in this group there's a lot of like really tall guys it's also um, some short guys. Also some short guys. Yeah, it's it's again. It's really it's really thirty one flavors of a uh, of edge rusher here.
1: Um, thirty two flavors would have been funnier because it's thirty two NFL teams. It's a Baskin uh, okay.
0: Robbins joke. Yeah,
1: I know, but like that would have tied in both things.
0: Baskin Robbins doesn't have thirty two flavors; they only have thirty one. Thirty two would be ridiculous. And they'll, they'll never idiots. add thirty two. Okay. <laughs>
1: Um, I think the most interesting of the superlatives here is who who do you think has the highest floor in the class? Tough, it's, it's tough school. question.
0: Yeah, ultimately uh, it's a it's a pretty raw class. Yes, that that's very very true as well. Uh, speaking of very raw, I went to one of the raws, And speaking of lack of sack production, I went with Jason Oway from Penn State as the highest floor. Oh shit! No, I thought you said highest ceiling. I don't know why I did that. Uh, <laughs> you know what? I, I wrote it. I wrote it opposite. No, highest ceiling, Jason Oway. Uh, highest floor. Spoiler alert. Highest floor. I, I'm gonna put Aziz uh, socialari Who is my top guy? Okay.
1: Um, for highest floor, I think uh, it, it's it's a pretty interesting conversation because again, it, it's a pretty raw group. Yeah. Um, I think if you're gonna argue anyone who's not one of the top three guys, assuming we have the same top three guys, I think you would argue Boogie Basham. You know Because he's
0: yeah. I, I he, that thought crossed my mind, but like. I have him more in the late second, early third round for for me personally. He, so like I felt like just weird putting him like that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. He just to me he of that kind of that second third tier yeah. of the group. He is by far I think the highest floor. But when it comes to that top tier, um, Aziza Ojolari is uh is but he's actually my highest ceiling. So that's a uh, that's funny. But um, I I think he's a good pick because. You kind of feel like no matter what, he's gonna have sack production in the NFL.
0: Yeah, no, exactly. And and honestly, uh, I, like again, he, he's not twenty one yet, um, so he's young, and like he can definitely be your highest ceiling guy. That, I'm not gonna argue there either. Um, it's just with like you said, the whole group is kind of raw. Um, boogie Boogie Basham crossed my mind, but I'm like, I felt a little weird going to my edge seven to put on for my my highest uh, floor guy. So yeah, uh, for the youth, and like you said, it feels like he's gonna come in and, and, and produce like. Like um, the the okay with him, obviously an incredibly explosive athlete. Yeah, uh,
1: and, and you can point to the lack of size, but he doesn't lack the arm length. Yeah, which so, I think is a big thing.
0: Yeah, he doesn't lack like arm length, and he's like he's he's strongly built. He's six two two forty nine ish, uh, with thirty four and a half inch arms, but he's not he's not your typical like like Patrick Jones. You, you throw him in, um bigger guy than than Ojulari. Um, way more linear and, and just way way, you know, like slight frame. Uh maybe a little slight on the bottom, but he's broad chested and he's well built up top. And then yeah, like he's, you said, he's long as he's, he's not
1: he's not built um like Chase on
0: last year, who no. had
1: had similar explosion yeah. and upside, but was uh, uh yeah, kind of a lot more wiry um and felt like more of a projection versus with Aziz O'Jolari although he does lack size, he's got the sack production. He's got that explosive first step. He's got, I think my biggest takeaway from watching him was how um, impressed I was with his hand use already. Mm-hmm. Like he's obviously, yeah, the, the athleticism, the bend, that stands out in big time motor. Um, yeah. But the X factor really with him is how, how I guess developed his hands are for such a young pass rusher.
0: Yeah, for sure. And, it, like, he uses that length really well. Like, he also doesn't let uh, guys get, get their length on him, let their let his the hands work in on him. Right. Um, right. Yeah, and then, like you said, it, it, you put that with the explosiveness. Uh, there's a lot of pop in his hands, too, for a smaller guy especially. Uh, he's got a lot of power. He flashes speed to power. Um, yeah. you, you see, like, pulling guards, he takes them on nicely. He pops them good. And then, like, you, you throw all that in, and I think he's already a really solid run defender. Yeah. Um, and, and that kind of maybe ties in more with his motor, motor but um, and, yeah. and the ability to kind of be slipping inside. Um, like I don't, I don't think he's gonna be a big time edge setter, uh, but yeah. he's not bad. And you see him like no. crash down and make plays really well in the run. I think there was a, a fourth and short stuff against Tennessee that that was really impressive, where obviously he was on the edge and just crashed. It was like a, a you know, a, like just an, just a nice up the middle, and he crashed in and took care of it. Maybe even on the, on the on the other side, on the other a gap, but yeah. So I I think just all those things said and done, um, something to bet on, something to bank on. And uh, again, super high ceiling, uh, but the floor is is plenty high as well. Just one last thing about him. I think a lot of people um, maybe who don't
1: watch the tape would look at his size. Yeah. And a lazy take with him would be, well, he's not going to be a productive run defender. Yeah. But I'm glad you mentioned, no, he's not the best in the class, but it's not really an issue. No, no, like, yeah, like, like he's he's stout. Consider all things considered, he he, yeah. he he's a solid enough edge setter, and like mm-hmm. you said, he makes backside plays because of that big hustle. Yeah, and he, he's just he's violent. He's balls of the wall. Um, he, there are larger edge rushers in this class who are worse uh, run defenders than yeah, him for sure. Yeah, for, for, definitely. Um, my highest floor. It's also another guy you could ar- even argue for high ceiling. Um, I went with Quiddy Pei here, partially. Obviously, he is one of the freakiest athletes in this group. Um, doesn't have the same, quite the same sack production uh, as Isiojelare, mm-hmm. but I think with that athleticism and though he he his hands are still very very raw, he plays with phenomenal leverage. Another guy who has a big-time motor. Um, I think he consistently sets the edge. He plays, he's got uh, good power at the point of attack. Um, and, and kind of my deciding factor, because I was debating a couple guys here, because, again, there's no clear highest floor guy, I don't think. Yeah. His his ability to kick inside really is yeah. what put him over the top for me and, and be such a productive player inside. For two years at Michigan, um, he's, he spent a ton of time playing inside on passing downs. And, um, yeah, so I, I think when you... you that that versatility to play up and down the line, that rare athleticism, and in his his stoutness, I guess, in the run mm. game, that's kind of what settled him
0: as. Uh, I, a high I, I put him it. for best bat for kind of all the reasons you just said. And uh, yeah, like like you said, six uh, two two sixty one. He he's built. He's he's very well built. Um, like like you know the, the lower body is is strong. The the top is strong. And then you throw all that in with the uh, with the big time athleticism um like such crazy lower body quickness and fluidity for for a guy that's 260 um explosive and twitchy like all the buzzwords that you put for a good athlete uh he's got it and then another guy uh motor is great um he, he gets production off of effort and athleticism alone like you said, raw as hell with his hands. Like, there's really no pass rush plan at this point for him. Yeah. Um, that's, that's, it. but if you can put that together, like, that's his one missing
1: piece. That's yeah. why I don't have a first round grade on him. Um, I do. The, the thing that he is missing is that, yeah, that pass rush plan and just, he doesn't seem to, like, a lot of the time he seems to just rely purely on that athleticism uh yeah. to, to and, and uh leverage to to create some pass rush but if he can unlock those hands like yeah I think he can become a like this is lofty but I think
0: he, he's got the tools to be a Cam Jordan type of player if he can unlock those hands. Uh, that that's that's not um ridiculous at all. And yeah, he, he like he flashes some big time leverage power, um speed yeah. to power and he's just a really solid solid run defender. Like you can see him use the athleticism to um and, and you know quite a few guys in this group do it. Where like you know he'll be on a block and then he'll kind of just flash and get off the block and make the tackle in the hole. Um, yeah, and his 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 shedded tackle is yeah. one of maybe the best in the group. Yeah, yeah. There's there's quite a few or a couple of guys that are really good at it, but no, he's yes, yeah, yeah, for sure. And and yeah, and then again, the body, um, the athleticism, and like he's just he's really he has really good lower body balance really good power generated from his legs obviously because you can see in the athleticism you know you're just you're just knocking he hasn't started that many games um, the production isn't that big um, the, there's no pass rush plan which is obviously the, the most clear knock on him and and I think like his eyes aren't great yet yeah, you can get he can get lost with misdirection but um, that's all gonna come in time so I, like I'm not I'm not really worried like obviously it, it takes a lot of work to become a really nuanced and effective pass rusher uh, working on your hands in the NFL but um, I'm not too worried about it because everything else is already there. Mm. Um, okay, and you said your highest ceiling is Jason Away, who obviously is
1: of this freaky athletic group. Yeah. yeah. The freakiest? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's, but yeah. but has the, the least sack production, um, in, at least in my top 10 uh, edge, edge rushers just seven sacks uh, and three years at Penn State but 65257 with ridiculous testing numbers and it's obvious he's a freaky athlete on tape um really really raw but mm-hmm. f- so flexible for that size and such an easy mover and the first guy off the ball every time so you can understand if he can really put it all together like uh, his ceiling is incredibly high yeah
0: and like like you said he's just a big old ball of potential uh, he's ready to mold. I don't see like too many bad habits with him e- either. Like he, he can get a bit high, which you, you know that that will take some some work. Um, and like you said, he's just raw as hell. So like it, there's there's a difference between being raw and having bad habits. And I think he's just yeah raw. That's a good uh, point.
1: Yeah. So like how, he, how high sorry how high do you think he'll end up going just because of all of, he, he's obviously a traits based prospect. Yeah. But again, so, sack production really is an overrated thing. Uh, yeah, you, when, when you're, you're seeing him destroy like Indiana for example.
0: Yeah. Um, like he's throwing he's the tape no way with any sacks. He's getting to the quarterback. It's just the quarterback's yes. got the ball out of his hands. Like it's So so how high do you think he ends up going? Like what do you think his ceiling is in the, in the draft? Um I I like if he I I don't think this is he's going to be the pick, but if he is, the Jets pick at 23, I wouldn't be shocked. Um, like he's a
1: he's a better player than Guitar Grossman tossed him into Penn State last year.
0: I agree. Yeah. So he, he in my, my grade, is a 25 to 40 range. So he's a borderline first round pick for me. Um, he's a
1: top 50 lock.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. 100, 100%. Right. I think he's a top 40 lock. Because, um, like, you throw that for. Okay. We'll start from the start. He's 6'5, 257, <laughs> with 34 and a half inch arms. Check all those boxes. Um, and then he ran a 4 3 7, which again, Pro Day and it, it's Penn State, but but even, even
1: add a, a decimal one and
0: it's still it still yeah. If he ran a 4 5 flat, that's still amazing. He you can't fake a broad though, he had what 11 2 broad, that was that's ridiculous. Uh, elite agility too. Um, and you you throw on the tape and you see it, you see the explosion and twitch right away. Um, another guy, uh, I think maybe he's better than pay at doing it. Um, maybe not as consistent, but the, the flashes are bigger. Uh, who can separate and make that that tackle play in an instant he's he switchy at that point um I, I think there is a little more little more nuanced than he gets credit for like like if he I, I think he knows when to attack a tackle pretty well um like I think you see him like some guys come off balance and he knows when to, to make them pay for that um high effort guy so like usually when you you get a, a guy like this um the the, most, the thing you're most worried about is, is does he work on his craft? Does he put all 100% onto the field? I think he does. Um, so, like, I, I don't, that doesn't really concern me too much, and, and that athleticism doesn't just flash as a pass rusher and, and between the tackles. Um, you see his athleticism chasing outside runs down, uh, making an, um, angle tackles that you don't think he has the angle on. Um, like, Trey Sermon's not a, a speedster or anything, but Uh, cutting he cut some crazy angles down on on Trey Sermon Um, there's a lot to work with he's raw as hell but I I think he has the biggest potential of anyone like my my comp is Daniel Hunter who I I think obviously took a little bit of time to come on in the NFL and now is one of the best uh, in the league yeah no I I mean
1: uh, Daniel Hunter's the perfect example of Focusing more on the traits yeah. than the at the actual sack production. I think you have one and a half sacks at LSU. So, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, okay, who's your value pick, edge rusher? You think you
0: can get day three? Uh, okay, okay. Day three. So I I, I was gonna I was gonna juggle this around, but no, I'm gonna okay. Uh, I'm gonna go Jordan Smith. No, tell
1: me who tell me who you originally had though.
0: No, it's it's not. It was gonna be just like I'm higher than him. I think than than than. Some people, I, like I, I'm really high on Peyton Turner. I wanted to put him here, but I'll, I'll save it. I'm really high. On, uh, I, I don't think you he's going to put date him three. here. Sorry. Okay. okay. Yeah. Fair. I think he's going to go in the third round. Is why I, I, think so too. I, I didn't want to put him here. Uh, no, let's talk Jordan Smith from uh, UAB. Who oh, it's like, also a good pick. Yeah, a big big buzz like coming to the season, and it, it kind of fizzled a little bit, but. I remember Dame Brugler was talking about him as a first-round guy at one point. Yeah. And then, I like, so I was always kind of a little lower on him because that's all I am. If I see someone get overhyped, I immediately kind of don't like him as much. It's a, I don't know if it's a bad habit. It's just the way I am. Um, so I was like that with Jordan that's Smith. And, and then when you watch him, he's a really, really good football player. And it's like he's getting slept on now. Uh, another guy, yeah. 6'6", 255. So he's got all the size. Um, he was a big recruit. He he went to Florida. He, he got suspended with a credit card scandal, and went JUCO and ended up at UAB. Um, like, he had solid production at UAB. Um, I think I think he had eight sacks last year. I, I don't have his 2020 numbers up. Um, and then you know he, he's got the issues for for a tall guy, but like you know the guys will get it under him. He'll play high at times. But with he, he didn't test, but he's got some. You know you see the explosiveness. He's got an explosive get off. Yeah. Um, there's some twitch to him uh the closing speed is big time like he needs to get stronger in setting the edge and stuff and i, I was kind of disappointed at senior bowl he, he didn't stand out poorly like negatively or positively just was kind of yeah. there um but those like i don't know if he was at a bigger school and i think i'll say this about another guy in a second uh like those traits get you drafted higher you know what i mean like it, he's he's better than where he's gonna go i think uh, i'm with you completely on everything you said with him the you you
1: bet on that especially in the fourth round you bet on that size that athleticism he's got solid hand use too um and he plays really hard yeah. yeah yeah he does have to he he does have to um do a better job his his issues to me with setting the edge is he almost he's just not super disciplined it's not that he can't just anchor down and do it, it yeah. it's more that he, he he's trying to make the play which that's I would rather have that than have him just being blown out of the water. You know no, that, what I mean?
0: That's a good point. That's a good point. I agree. Um,
1: and he's got he's got surprising flexibility and bend. I think for a, for a taller pass rusher.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and, and you mentioned Peyton Turner. You mentioned Jordan Smith. Uh, and obviously, you did Cam Sample last week. I'm going to do him for my value pick this week. Um, Tulane... uh and the value you're getting with Cam Sample is that he can play on the edge. He can play three tech. He can play four I. He can play five tech. Like he can play all over that defensive line, um, and and he obviously had a huge Senior Bowl week. And I think he like I don't think he's going to. Although how I love him so much, I don't think he's going on day two. Like I think he is a in that same range as Jordan Smith, in um, that versatility. His, his power, his ability to, to play the run, his his, um, his motor too as well, yeah. and like he, he he's not the same athlete as some of these other guys. He might not necessarily have that same upside, but he's a really fundamentally sound player who who adds that uh, the versatility to play all all, all along the line. Um, he's not gonna wow you with his bend, but I, like I really like his speed to power. I think that's his move. Uh, he's got some. Some damn strong, uh, bull, a damn strong bull rush. Mm-hmm. Um, in a we saw his hands uh, at the senior bowl creating all kinds of problems, both as a three tech and on the edge. Um, I that I think that's really the guy I'm pounding the
0: table for. But again,
1: a lot of these group of five guys are really interesting.
0: Yeah, like like I think I agree with you. He, I think samples going mid-ish fourth round. Yeah, uh, I I have him in my top. Uh, like I, I have a top one hundred grade on him uh no i like cam sample i just you know i had him in my ID, as an idl and he was in my top 10 um i think he'll he'd be like edge 13 for me or so he's my edge 11 so that sounds way right okay okay um but you, you you're you have greg russo edge uh, 32 so correct uh who's your sleeper i'm going combo here and and this isn't that deep these are kind of like mid fourth to mid fifth round guys. I'm not I'm not going that deep on them. But I still think Dalen Hayes and Adia Ogandeji. Ooh, I almost bungled that. Uh the Notre Dame guys, I think they're still getting slept on. I think I think they're just both solid players. Uh not not special and, and kind of different guys, but I don't know, man. Like like Ogandeji's got, got a little more length to him. He's like six four two fifty six. Uh over thirty five inch arms. Uh Hayes a little 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 more down to earth, but a little thicker. Six four two sixty one with thirty two inch arms. Uh, I think they're they're both like I think they both kind of worked their asses off. Uh, apparently, like big big character guys. Um, I think they're both s- oh like underrated run run defenders. Uh, yep. They neither tested great, but like I, I think they're both underrated athlete. Hayes the better athlete. Um, like they're not they're not special guys, but I think. I think like people are like really low on them, um, and I think you're you're gonna get both of these guys to come in and like be good rotation guys.
1: Yeah, no, I'm with you. I got draftables on both of them. Um, I have Addy a little bit higher than Hayes.
0: Uh, they're like back to back for me in my age class. Yeah, I've I Hayes right above Addy. I think Hayes better run defender. Addy's got a little more pass rush to him. Yeah, but, he, uh, he, had, he had like yeah, seven bo- sacks last year too. Hey, uh, both. of Oh, and edgy.
1: Both of them, I think, are going to stick on rosters and be in the Yeah, Yeah,
0: agreed. I agree with you.
1: Uh, okay, my, my, my sleeper is Malcolm Kuntz. Um People start, seem to be all over the map with him. Yeah, I put him I
0: deep he, because I, I don't know where uh, people are. But, yeah, I'm a big fan as well.
1: Yeah, like I, I would firmly take him in the fourth round. Um, he is similar build to uh, Aziz Ojolari. Mm-hmm. Um, also, like almost like the day three watered down version of him, kind of Mr. <laughs> not, not quite the same athlete. Doesn't have quite the same length to him. Yeah. But the bend in the hands, the hands get me with him. He, now, he, he's he got issues as, as a run defender, no doubt. But if I can get him in the fourth round to inject some pass rushes as a, as a situational pass rusher, like, I think he's really worth developing. And I think he's got starter upside to him with those hands and with that ability to bend the edge. Um, I have no idea where he'll go, though.
0: Yeah, me, me neither. Like, I think he's going m- mid-late day three um i have an early fifth on him um I, I yeah i'm also a big fan like you said he's pretty, very similar size to Ojulari. he's he's 6'2 i think that's like the exact same size um also like pretty nice length not not quite the length of ogilari um but yeah you, you see the athleticism you know he can bend he can dip um the hands are really good like he's got quick hands uh, he's got a nice rip he's another guy good patience he, he knows when to attack the tackle um some like you know he can play standing up you can play in the three point I, I like yeah he needs to improve his, his especially his strength against the run um, but the effort isn't lacking against the run either um, he, he's a he's a good balance player I think I definitely think people are sleeping on Malcolm Kuns and he's another guy that I think if he was at a bigger name university not that U Buff isn't one of the best schools in the country but I, I think those are like I, I know he's undersized so maybe maybe that's the issue too but. Um, I think he'd get a lot more buzz if he was at a bigger school, and wouldn't be seeing his stock in the seventh round. All right, my deep sleeper is—he's
1: uh, well, not really a deep sleeper, but like he's not in my top twenty, so I felt I felt okay putting him here. William Bradley King uh, from Baylor, Arkansas State transfer, mm-hmm. uh, really solid senior bowl week. Yeah, I just he he just doesn't get talked about all that much either. Um, he didn't have a ton of sack production at Baylor this year, but just a guy who knows how to use his hands and i'm gonna bet on that on on mid late day three udfa wherever he ends up like i think he's making it uh on a roster
0: yeah no i think that's uh it's fair and like you know he, he's, he's he's like he feels longer than he is like he's about like six 250 or so and yeah. 33 inch arms but I, I, he plays longer than that i think um solid athlete no i i think so too like like fifth sixth rounds maybe more sixth round. I, I i like i like wbk
1: and, and kuntz was your deep sleeper right yeah yeah my my wild cards away who i think makes the most sense
0: but who do you have gregory Rousseau, who i think makes the most sense <laughs> both massive yeah russo weird because
1: i just think the nfl's higher on him than a, like draft twitter which i'm including us when
0: i say draft twitter yeah, go, go follow, follow us on Twitter add Seven Rounds in Heaven. Uh, yeah, I mean you're right because like Daniel Jeremiah is usually the the good uh, indicator of how the NFL feels, and he's got him in his like 13th overall or something like that. Yeah, like I I just kind of to me it's a foregone conclusion that he'll go in the first round, even though I don't think he should. <laughs> That's fair.
1: I I I don't. like, Let's talk let's talk Rousseau here. Um, it, yeah. Wait wait it's gonna be great when he goes first round as Isodjolari doesn't.
0: It's like that wouldn't make any sense to me. I Of course not. Of course. But okay, yeah. So, hold on Rousseau, like you said, he's massive. He's 6'7, 266. Uh near 35 inch arms, 11 inch hands if you want to throw that in there too. He didn't test that well though. Like he, he 468, that's nice. Mevert, solid decent broad, poor agility. Like that to me is like uh what's the point? Like like yeah, he's huge and, and I'm not I'm not saying yeah. I'm I'm he's he should be a day 3 pick, but no. Yeah but like one year of production didn't play this 15 year and a
1: half, 15 and a half sacks as a redshirt freshman yeah a lot of those sacks came when he, when he lined up at nose tackle yeah
0: which, <laughs> which is weirdest uh, here you know, but
1: yeah yes and a, a lot of the t- looking at sack production for example with him in way, a lot of Russo sacks I don't think the way they came at Miami they're not going to come that way in the NFL no and with away he's not coming away with sacks but he's creating constant pressure that he he's got this blueprint of how it, that will work in the NFL right yep. like they're that's that, that's fun that they're, they're I think they're, those are the two biggest wild cards mm-hmm. um i don't know like I, the russo thing it's you're completely betting on traits but he's not a freak athlete he's really long he's got good hands he uses his length pretty well but he's also lining up again at nose tackle and overwhelming college centers with that length yeah. in one-on-one pa- – like Miami did a really good job setting him up um, for like one-on-one pass rush with centers. It's just not going to work that way in the NFL. So I just think it's so much pro- projection for a guy who isn't some unbelievable athlete like away is.
0: And maybe, maybe this is silly, but if he didn't have 15 sacks, uh, like would he – even be considered a t- top 60 guy could he had eight sacks uh he, i don't think
1: he'd be considered a first round guy
0: yeah yeah like like the stock is like i'm i'm like in the late second early third so it's it's not like um i think he's a scrub or anything but no like you said just the way he he, he wins and a lot of that production comes lined up over college centers and and it, it they, they look so easy because he's just Longer and, and and more athletic than those guys inside. Um, I don't know. I, I I I'm not gonna be sold that he's a, a an end all be all first round pick though. And I understand why you are. You're probably right. But I'm still not 100 percent sure. I wouldn't do it though. No, I would no. I wouldn't do it either. Uh, okay, your best bet's
1: quitty Pay. Mine is Gregor Russo's teammate Jalen Phillips. Although he does have that injury history, I don't care. I think he mm-hmm. to me he's overwhelmingly the best and most complete pass rusher in this class. Um, I think if he didn't have that injury history and that weird situation at UCLA, like he would overwhelmingly be considered uh, a first-round guy. Um, he is more, way more athletic than Gregory Rousseau. Yeah, He is 6'5", 260. I think he's got the best hands in the class, and I think he's got one of the best motors in the class. I think he is... Just in terms of on the field, the safest player in the, or the best bet, I guess, as a complete edge player in this class, and a guy who can kick inside.
0: I'm, I'm, yeah, that's true too. I'm really high on him. Um, I agree with most most of what you said. I don't think he's got the best hands in the class. I mean, I, who I does. Th- Boogie. Yeah, maybe, maybe. I think like, like everything is there. Like, his, I'm not saying his hands are bad. It's just like.
1: He's got to me, he had he, he showed uh, like his swipe move is better than pretty much anybody else's pass rush in this class. He's got a rip and dip, he's got um, a, a club swim. Like, he, he yeah. broke up broke out a, a pretty diverse pass rush package. Um, that I don't think is rivaled by many other people. Um, I would say the to me, the the three best hands guys in this class are Phillips. Ojolari and Boogie Basham.
0: Maybe my my issue comes more against the run, where I just see him uh, not use his length as well and kind of just just crash. You know what I mean? And and more of a a body checking than than you know stacking and shedding. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So maybe, maybe, maybe that's a, that's a little a little where I am, but I'm still really high. Like I have an early second round grade. Um, he's my fourth edge spoilers. Uh, I, I like one i like him i like him a lot not as much as me no no obviously not and like like you said I wonder, like, go ahead
1: no i was just gonna say i wonder who are different because we're gonna have uh three of the same top four for sure so i wonder who differs
0: we'll see um yeah no i, I like like you said he tested really well you ran a four five eight. Um, agility was good the jumps were good like he's he's got the size uh you can stand him up you can put him in the dirt you can kick him inside. Uh,
1: I think you're with me in agreeing that it's weird that Gregory Rousseau's hype is the way it is.
0: Jalen Phillips, Phillips is the is like better football, a better player. prospect. Yeah, yeah. Uh, was a bigger recruit. If you want to throw it back to that, obviously, just his journey has been weird, and no. weird. I don't know. But well, <laughs> even if you want to boil it down to that, still, both of them one years. So what's what's the difference? Like, <laughs> I don't very know. true. Maybe, nah. maybe the NFL still surprised that it – because I, I didn't think it was going to click for, for Phillips in Miami. I kind of wrote him off a bit, and then immediately, week one, he's like, holy shit, okay, it's, it's all here. And then he, he just kept building on it, building on it, building on it. Uh, maybe the NFL still kind of a, a, a surprise.
1: <laughs> and you're also surprised, AJ?
0: No, Rob, tell me. Uh, new Adrie. <laughs> Sick, thanks. <laughs> Your outdoor experience
1: could be better. Clearly better. Canaan sun- sunglasses are made exclusively with polarized lenses for optimal clarity. Using Japanese optics, Kanon's lenses are clearer, lighter, and stronger than other lenses and are nearly impossible to scratch. With frames handcrafted in Italy, Kanon sunglasses elevate your experience outside with a degree of clarity beyond your wildest imagination. Use the exclusive code KNONCAST15 at com to receive 15% off your first pair. That's K E N O N C A S T 1 5. K N O N. Clearly better. Anyone else clear clearly better, AJ? Uh,
0: <laughs> we got new bet, bet online? They're still here, right? Yep. Yep. Yes. That's right. That was my wager and I won, baby.
1: Nothing says baseball season, like betting on fifteen games in a day. <laughs> do they ever play that many? I don't know. But Yeah, they do. If they do, you can bet on all of them. And uh hey, the Masters is coming up. That's actually something
0: that's super fun to bet on. Bet on bet on golf every two weeks is what I'm saying. What's the difference? Why 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 has it just got to be the Masters every two weeks? Good, there's money yeah, to be made AJ's, on golf.
1: AJ's not an elitist, and you have to respect it.
0: Yeah, the TPC Sawgrass? Yes, Scottsdale Open? Weights Management Open? Whatever? Yes, please. BetOnline has you covered for all the odds and real-time
1: up- updates and is the place to be for all your sports betting needs. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to place and check in on all your favorite sports bets all the time. Head to the website or use your mobile device and bring home the game with Bet Online. Okay. Um, before we jump in, do you want to give me some of the guys who just missed the cut for you? I don't know how many you yeah, want to okay, say. Okay.
0: But- I'll do. I'll do my uh fifteen to eleven. Uh, all these guys are kind of like uh, fourth and higher. Okay. Mm-hmm. Fifteen for me. The aforementioned Jordan Smith, uh, late fourth, kind of early fifth. Uh, my comp for him is Aaron Lynch, who I've always liked more. I think he's a good football player. Uh, 14 for me, also been mentioned, Patrick Jones from Pitt. We got a late fourth round on him. Uh, Alex Okafor, comp. Uh, 13 for me, the other Miami edge rusher, uh, Quincy Roche. We got an early fourth on him. Uh, my comp is Shane Ray, even though I think he's going to have a better career. Uh, 12 for me, Rashad Weaver from Pitt. There's a lot of repeat schools in this class. Uh, I got a late third on him. Uh, my comp is Derek Barnett. And 11 for me is uh, Deo Odiangbo. Uh, <laughs> mid-third round grade on him. My comp is Jason Hatcher, throwing it back a bit. Oh, cool. Okay, I'm going to give you
1: 20 to 11 and a comp for all of them. Just We're trying to say it's mini. We're setting our PR for most names set on a podcast. Okay. Okay, 20, Chris Rump from Duke. Jamie Collins comp, 19, Charles Snowden from Virginia, Lorenzo Carter comp, 18, Patrick Jones from Pitt, Marcus Golden comp, 17, Patrick Johnson from Tulane, Uchenna Nwosu comp, 16, Rashad Weaver from Pitt, uh, Derek Morgan comp, 15, Quincy Roche from Miami, Malik Reed comp, 14, Malcolm Kuntz from Buffalo. Now, this is a high-projection comp slash what this guy was early in his career, Shaq Barrett. Okay. Uh, okay. Yeah, but this isn't 19-and-a-half sack, sacks Shaq Barrett. This is like six-and-a-half off the bench in Denver. Uh, 13, Jordan <laughs> Smith from UAB. Uh, Michael Johnson comp. Um, 12, Peyton Turner of Houston, who I'm assuming is in your top ten. Yeah. Uh, Dietrich Weiss comp. And then 11, Cam Sample of Tulane with the Charles Johnson comp.
0: My uh, – so it's funny. We, I got a couple comps to have for, for different guys. Um, my Malcolm Coons comp is Oboe, who I think we both love coming out. But, like, I think he's going to have as good, if not a better career than Oboe did. Yeah, no, better career than Shaq Barrett. And a better career than Shaq Barrett. Okay, give me give me your 10 to 6. Okay, we, we're getting to the big boys now. Uh, 10 for me is Ronnie Perkins from Oklahoma. My comp is Marcus Golden. Um, I like the, the Golden comp for Patrick Jones too. It's just, I already had it on Perkins. Uh, I got to a mid-third-round grade on him. Uh, nine for me, Joe Trion. Tryon, I'm still not even sure. Uh, late second, early third-round grade from Washington. Uh, my comp is Marcus Davenport. Eight for me, Gregory Gregory Rousseau. Uh Late second, early third-round grade. My comp is Michael Johnson. <laughs> Seven for me, wow. Boogie Basham. Uh, late second, early third. Uh, I'm going to give you, like, he's a blend of these two guys, okay? It's a weird one. Adrian Claiborne who's a little more his size, but I think he's, he's better. Uh, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to blend him with Everson Griffin. <laughs> I don't know why, but that's what came to me. And uh, six for me, you're right, he's in my top ten. Peyton Turner uh, from Houston, a big fan of his. Uh, most pleasant surprise for me over this, Get uh, mm-hmm. getting ready for this group. My comp is Preston Smith. That's a lofty one, but I'm a fan. I have a different Preston Smith comp. that's Turner is really good. He
1: is really good. Um. Okay, 10, Joe Treon, Washington. So we're both on the same page, kind of with him. Yeah. Not that first-round guy that we've heard. Uh, no. Uh, 91st on my board, Sam Hubbard comp. 10, Deo from Vandy. 85th on my board, Preston Smith comp. Really like him. I think had he not gotten hurt and yeah. we got to see him test, it would have really helped. Me too. Uh, eight, Ronnie Perkins from Oklahoma. Carl Lawson comp, 81st on my board. Seven, Gregory Russo from Miami, 77th on the board. Carlos Dunlap comp, different bangle. And six, <laughs> Jason Away, Penn State, 48th on my board. J.D. Clowney comp. Okay, so
0: o- always our are, are, are differ. That, that's our top four differ. Yeah, I boogie bashed in my top five. Um, uh, wh- who do you want to start and with? She- Damn. Let's,
1: let's let's no let's do Joe Trion quick. Okay, obviously opted out. Um, r- really ex- explosive athlete, but stiff. Mm-hmm. Um, good power rusher, not the m- most overwhelming speed as an outside rusher. Or, and again, lacks that bend. Great motor, really undisciplined yeah. as an edge defender. He's a you're really betting on developmental upside with him. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it's kind of like like he's kind of weird cuz like like you know it's like one of his compliments will be a negative even though it should be a compliment to something else like his strength will be a compliment but it won't be if that makes any sense. Like like he does have good power but then like uh, like I think Jake Kerrhan in 2019 gave it to him a little bit. It was a is a yeah, big well, guy. Jake Kerrhan playing playing out of position at tackle and he's a borderline draftable guy uh, who should be a guard. Um he's just Curhan. Uh, yeah, I, I do too. <laughs> and, like, like he is, like, I think he's got solid strength at the POA, point of attack. Uh, but, yeah, he, he's not a super great he- uh, edge setter. He can get small between the gaps and pr- uh, get pressure inside. Like he's got a good quick inside move. Um, like, it's funny. Like, sometimes you'll see him, like, struggle to get off a tight end. Other times you'll see him absolutely toss tight ends. He just got to be be more consistent. All, all the traits are there. Um he just got to be more consistent, and I don't see why you'd bet on him in the first round, um, in any situation. And you add on that he didn't play this year. It's again, he, he looks the part. He's six five, two sixty, and yeah, and he's a good athlete. But it's in it's Holland. a it's too much of a wager. Uh, with Dale, I love Dale. Huge played a, had to play a
1: lot of like actual five tech mm-hmm. and four I for Vandy uh and, and can play inside too uh, as like a three-tech he play, played freaking zero at times and one lots of versatility up and down the line solid athlete great leverage a lot of power in his hands uh
0: really great run defender i think he's going to be an nfl starter for for a while as long as he stays healthy and and he's got upside to him too like like you said um if he was healthy he has an Achilles injury right now um, you see that he's a good athlete like so if he tested i think that would have bumped his stock uh significantly um and mm-hmm. like i said he's 6'5 285 with 35 inch arms uh check 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 um like i said you can kick him inside and the power shows up you can win inside with power over over guards and centers um you can play him almost anywhere on the front between his size and athleticism uh that's why i agree you, i think you're getting a starter um regardless and he's got some big upside cuz i think he's still kind of kind of raw um, I think he's more of a hand flailer mm-hmm. than a hand fighter right now, so he's got to work on some of that. Um, not a lot of counters in this game, and he plays high, which which might be a, a long term concern. Um, and he's a bit top heavy; like he, he he's not the most balanced guy. Um, but I think he should be firmly a third round guy. Uh, with Ronnie Perkins, obviously he lacks size, but he's a terror
1: off the edge. Like he yeah. he, he plays hard as hell. Um, Needs to develop his hands more, but can get up and un- like he can get under tackles and use mm-hmm. that leverage to beat them. Yeah. Um,
0: Just got to do it more consistently.
1: Yeah. And like he, he can bend the edge. I think he starts off as he like a rotational pass mm-hmm. for sure adds juice. Like he's not a, I don't think he'll be a full time starter right away. And yeah. it's going to take some time. But yeah. So like I think the Carl Lawson path to success would make sense for him.
0: Yeah. I think I had a Lawson comp and I changed it. Um, Yeah, no, I agree. And he's a little – like, he's a solid athlete, but he's a little tight uh, lower body, which I feel like applies to a decent amount of these guys. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, he's got good linear speed, but he's not overly explosive or twitchy. But, like, he's well-built. He's strong. Um, Yeah, I think – I think, like, yeah, I think it's going to take some time, but I I think he's going to turn into, like, a a solid starter. And with Peyton Turner, Peyton Turner, I
1: think, is one of the safest Mm – at least. Like in the six to fifteen range might be the safest.
0: Yeah, I I, I love Peyton turn. Like he's six five he, two seventy. Um, yeah, he's huge. Thirty five inch arms. Had a really nice senior bowl as well. Um, he, he's he's got he's kind of like Dale. He's he's high cut. He's got like top th- thickness and length. Um, <laughs> and another guy, huge effort. Maybe one of the best in the class. Uh, good get off, good quickness uh, for that size. He can he can dip a bit and bend. Um, he knows how to get narrow in, in the gaps and, and knife for tackles. Um, like he's inside. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He's way more bend Lots than you guys can expect. Can. Sorry. Lots of guys in this class can play inside. Yeah, no, it's a very versatile class, and like, um, like his inside move is a bit uh, laborious. It opens it up to get out leverage, which is one of his big. Uh, concerns and his plans a bit lacking as we're right now but he's got a nice swipe um just just hit another, kind of like Dale he can get a bit high he can get a bit narrow and kind of lose there um and i like to see him just like he makes some really nice tackles but he can struggle kind of at the finishing point so i just like to see him clean that up a bit and I, I think he's got big time upside but like with not a crazy low floor like I I i'd love to see him safe. I, w- yeah. I, w- I, w-
1: I would love to see him on a team like maybe not new England because they've already got teacher quests but like Miami Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that. I like that.
0: Um, all right, you want to give me your five to one? Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, five for me from the University of Texas, Joseph Osai, uh, late second-round grade. My comp is Brian Arakpo because I couldn't think of a good one, and he's kind of the same size, and I went to the same school. Four for me is Jalen Phillips from Miami, uh, early second-round grade. Uh, this The top four is is a bit of a stab-up from the rest. Um. Uh, my comp is Montez Sweat. Three for me is Jason Owe. Uh, I got a 25 to 40 grade, so borderline first. Uh, like I said, my comp is Daniel Hunter. And then we get to the top two. Uh, number two for me, by the way, basically a coin toss. They grade out so similarly, uh, both both in that 20 to 32 grade, so late first round grade. Um, two for me, I went with Pay. Um, I, I tried to go outside the box with my comp a bit. Uh, Brian Robinson. Bit of a bit of a mini throwback forgotten guy. That was really good. And number one for me uh, from Georgia, Azizo Jolari. Like I said, 20 to 32 late round grade. And I, I'm kind of copying and pasting with the Yannick Ngakwe comp.
1: It's, it's hard to, with just the way he's built, it's hard to find yeah, a I know. better comp, I guess.
0: Yeah. Uh, no, although
1: I I, I, I I might say Lance Zerline, Zero uh, Joey Porter comp is
0: pretty fun. It's it's, it's fun. I, I don't know if I, I, I agree with it, but it's fun. Um, okay so a ways where we differ the most obviously you have them three I have
1: them six uh, five for me is Boogie Basham 38th on my board absolutely love him uh, Zadarius Smith comp who's like my favorite player in the NFL um, four Joseph Asai of Texas 26th on my board with a Bud Dupree comp three Quiddy Pay 23rd on the board Cam Jordan comp uh, two Aziz Ojalare 21st Yannick Ngakwe and then Jalen Phillips is one
0: 15th on my board uh, with the daniel hunter comp you're really high on jalen phillips i fucking love him i there's a lot to like there's a lot to like and he he, he might i don't know because it's kind of all the top guys do but he's got a really high floor and a really high ceiling <laughs> like he's he's a very good football player And like we said it's just the weird path the injury history it was an like ankle wrist and concussions um it, it's just we, we've talked about him already um He's really interesting. He should be uh, like going higher than Gregory Russell. He should be a first round pick. Even though I got an early second, like really, realistically, he should be a first round pick. And I, I don't. I hey, we did. I had him with the Bills last week. I, I think he's going to end up as a first round pick, but um, we'll see. Okay, let's talk about the two guys we haven't talked about
1: yet: uh, Boogie Basham and Joseph say, who are two of my favorite players in the class. Uh, let's start with Boogie, who tested phenomenally. Mm-hmm. Is built like a truck. Yep. Um, his hands are awesome. His leverage is awesome. Not the greatest speed rusher, but power rusher big time. Uses that that explosiveness um, to create leverage or power through leverage. Um, lacks some bend. Yeah, another guy who plays really hard, really strong at the point of the attack. Can anchor down, set the edge consistently. Can play three tech. Can play five tech. Yeah, I think Boogie
0: Basham's a really safe player. I think he would be a perfect Baltimore Raven. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, everything you said, um, like like he, he ran a four six, which kind of came out of nowhere. But you see the closing speed uh, on the QB sometimes. Uh, the, the the Trevor Lawrence when he sacked Trevor Lawrence in Clemson, you saw him close a, a big gap. And obviously Trevor Lawrence is a good athlete. Um, yeah, you can see the, the lack of the bend. I don't think there's big t- like Tesla not big time explosion explosion. Um, you know what? I I'd like to see one thing he should really be able to clean up easy that kind of bugged me on tape, was um, when it, when he's playing the run, sometimes I feel like he's more focused on getting off his man rather than getting to the ball, if that makes sense. like So he's got to do better, like, locating the football and, and, you know, stacking and shedding. Even though he's, he's not bad at that. It's just, like, f- working towards the football rather than um, just trying to beat his guy, if, if that makes sense to you, Robert, Paul. Yes. Okay. All right. I'm a big fan of Boogie Basham as well, but yeah. And
1: then Osai. Osai is... Balls to the wall, freak athlete, who's raw as hell. Um, yeah. Hands are a work in progress. Obviously moved to being a full-time edge rusher just this year, which was a smart move to make some money. <laughs> Took him long um, enough, yeah. Yeah, was playing more of a hybrid off-ball linebacker role prior to that. But, but yeah, it makes me like him need... more, to be honest. Yeah, fair. Um, he, he also sets the edge really well and really consistently.
0: Yeah, no, no for, for sure. Um, another guy who needs, go ahead. He
1: he he can win with speed. He can win with power. Um, it's just the hands. Uh, to, like to me, I I think he's worthy of a like. I don't have a first round grade, but he's in my top thirty two. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I really like him. I really like all of the, my guys in my top five.
0: Yeah, like he's just, he's another guy with a just an endless motor. Um, uh, and, apparently. And, 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 I sorry one last thing,
1: uh, because I love Bud Dupree so much. The but the Bud Dupree comp came because Bud Dupree was you were banking a guy who played hard as hell with all this athleticism, but was mm-hmm. raw. In Bud Dupree, I mean, there was there was a point. Obviously, as a Steelers fan, there was a point yeah. when people thought like after his first two years, like this guy's not really working out. And obviously, certainly he worked out. Um, he once he learned to use his hands. Mm -hmm. Because he had heavy hands. He just didn't have much of a repertoire or plan. I think once a side kind of puts that together, like, the sky's the limit.
0: Yeah. And and speaking of that, um, apparently he's a super hard worker, high football passion. So when you get a guy that's endless motor, uh, loves the sport, it it works his ass off, Um, has only been playing the position really for one year, Um, has all the athletic traits, Uh, that's all together. It's just you got to get him in. You got to coach him up. Uh, and and yeah, I think he's going to develop into a really good football player. Like you got a Bud Dupree comp, I got a press, uh, Brian Arakpo comp, who both really really Aracbo. good guys. Yeah, Brian uh, kind of underrated at, at this point in time, but yeah, But to really he's going to be a good player. football player.
1: Uh, okay, before uh, do do you want to say anything else about anybody before we jump to our NFC East uh, mock draft? N-
0: no, I think I think we did pretty pretty good there. Let's 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 move on.
1: Uh, okay, let's let's. Uh, you're starting with the Dallas Cowboys.
0: Yeah, uh, they're picking ten. Uh, I'm I'm sticking with the long time comp. They they need uh, comp the, the long time pick here. Mock pick. Uh, they need help in the secondary. I'm uh, I'm going to get them Patrick Sertain. Um Maybe not the time to talk about it, but uh, Caleb Fairley with that the back uh, surgery, uh, he, he might be slipping down boards right now. Um, it's kind of between Horn and Sertain now, I think. But I'm taking Patrick Sertain. I'm, I'm sticking him in. We got the Bama duo playing corner. I, fi- I think he fits that Dan Quinn uh, style of defense. Uh, you plug him, you don't. I don't think you think twice about that one. Uh, 44. Hey, I I like this one. I I want to get him Boogie Basham. I think if you bring Boogie in, that brings that whole uh, pass rush together and. M- Maybe not together. There's still a couple pieces. But, you know, the, the outside ability, the inside ability, they, they have holes at both. I think Boogie can just really, really solidify that uh, that, uh, that that defensive front, and that's at 44 in the second round. Uh, coming into the third round, 75th overall, not enough on the defensive front. I'm going to get them another piece, another high-effort guy, Tommy Togi. Put him in the middle. Uh, Tristan Hill can go fuck himself Togia is Kind of honestly kind of similar idea But better football player uh, Bring him in leave him in the middle there uh, You don't have to think twice 99th overall I, I don't know I think he might go higher than this But this is about where I have him And I, like, I think he's going to be a 100, top 100 pick Guaranteed Spencer Brown From Northern Iowa um, Guaranteed top 100 guys, so I'm putting 99 Because I have him the early 4th But Maybe, maybe maybe, not him specifically, but in this range. Um, get one of these tackles with with big athletic traits um, that you can kind of groom to, to be uh, the, the the Tyron Smith replacement down the line. And if you incur all these injuries again, you can pl- plug him in, in a pinch. Good draft. Well done.
1: Thanks for um, Okay, Giants. Uh, 11th overall, Micah Parsons, because mm. Dave Gettleman. Yeah. Um, position value doesn't matter. They, I, ignoring that piece of it. Um, I think he would fit really nicely beside Blake Martinez. Who's more of a classic run stuffer, organize the defense. Mike, well, Micah Parsons can, can rush the passer, which is something they also need. Um, but also be a sideline to sideline run defender and, and just inject more athleticism into that linebacker group. Uh, yeah, like it honestly would not be a bad pick to take Micah Parsons. Eleventh, so, Hey, listen to the next show where we talk about Micah Parsons. Um, second round, they can use a starting center. How about friend of the show, Quinn Miners, at 42nd overall. I think he would plug and play. Uh, they're, they're obviously focused on putting more athleticism and youth into that offensive line. Uh, he adds both. He's a freaky athlete and just a freaking hog molly who's been shooting up the board and I think this is really, like this is really his range is right about here.
0: I I think like that could be one to like obviously we we saw the rookies playing a lot last year and not playing too great and even Will Hernandez hasn't lived up to his uh, potential really. Um bringing in like you know that that studly center uh could could be the thing to just kind of tie it all together and I know we say that a lot but uh, it happens. <laughs> and, and when you guy when you have guys that you know are talented on on the off the line, it's just not there yet, um, it could just really unlock it.
1: Seventy-six overall, Deo Odeingbo. I don't know if I said that right. For Vandy. We talked about him already. But they they need I think they need a more um or a safer bet on the edge and like Lorenzo yeah. Carter full of athleticism and upside. Well, Shane Imanese has flashed a little bit, but get a guy who can move around that front, who adds a lot of power in in run defending chops, um, and it's never a bad thing to have three young edge rushers.
0: Uh, agree. Yeah, no, I, I like that. Uh, I I like the take that they need a guy that can kind of just uh like a get it done kind of guy. Exactly. Um. Okay. Eagles, go ahead. Uh, twelfth overall. I think for Philly the first two picks in whatever order uh, needs to be wide receiver and corner so it's I think it's really just um, if one of the top three wide receivers are still there, uh, you're taking him and in this situation, Jalen Waddle's there I'm taking Jalen Waddle, I'm not thinking twice about it <laughs> um, I guess he's a little bit in the Rager mold or Rager's a little bit in, in his mold but top end speed and you're not going to have to design the ball to him as much, um, he's your wide receiver one, you don't think about it you need help, get him done um second round 37th overall this is where you get your corner and just because i wanted to bring him to the eagles uh Asante Samuel Jr. Sunday Samuel was uh, was awesome for the eagles get his son what can go wrong you're desperate for the help in, in the secondary he's pretty versatile um you're going to find a home for him he's going to be a starter plug and play wherever you end up uh wherever you end up putting him, inside or outside um and you can have holes at both Seventieth um, overall. This is a guy that I'm not too sure where um, where where you're gonna see him go yet, but I like this fit a lot. So it's like kind of maybe maybe I stretch it a bit, but I used a couple mock draft uh, generators and, and he was there. So <laughs> Jabril Cox from uh, the linebacker from LSU, uh, formerly North Dakota State. I like that fit a lot. I think he's kind of like the the guy that these Eagles have been trying to search for at linebacker because the linebacker position has been shit. We know they don't like to spend uh, premium picks, but At 70, if you're getting a guy like Jabril Cox with the range and the athleticism, uh, I think that's plug and play for them. Okay, I I, I went pretty chalky. Uh, I kept it pretty simple. I'm going to go to left field here. Um, 84th overall from the Colts for Carson Wentz, so this all just lines up perfectly. Uh, Someone's going to bet on Davis Mills in the top 100. No, babe, gross. I'm I'm putting him here. I don't think he's a top 100 guy, but I'm putting him. We know the Eagles are not afraid to take quarterbacks when they have one.
1: It it just seems so stupid that you would... Like, not you. I I fully could see this happening, what you're saying. But but (laughs) it just seems dumb to two years in a row bet on a day-two quarterback. Like, you know what I mean? The frequency in which that actually works out to the point they become... A quarterback you feel comfortable can win the Super Bowl? like Derek Carr is, was a second-round pick. Derek Carr is a, in quotations, franchise quarterback. But do we really think he can win a Super Bowl? No, <laughs> right? Like You have to be a top-ten quarterback to win a Super Bowl. So it just uh, – and, again, I'm not criticizing your pick because I can totally see this happening. Yeah, the, the NFL just needs to fix that thought. I, I know
0: you got riled up because I put this in your head and you're like, fuck, this is going to happen now. Yeah. <laughs> they just feel like the team that's – we we've heard the stuff about Jalen Hurts that they don't sound like completely sold on him in the least. Um, Good job, I don't think. Howie. Yeah. Uh, also, like he feels like a little bit in that Foles mold, and <laughs> like I just see like him being like they're like he's. We've seen the franchise do it. If you if you throw back like multiple times, just you have a quarterback and trying to bring in another uh, Kevin Cobb, right? They did the same fucking thing, right? Like yeah. it's just. <laughs> just like the, I don't know. This feels Eagles. This popped in my head. I'm like, it's not the right pick for them, but it feels like it's gonna. It's got a chance to happen. Love it. Okay, Washington football team, 19th overall. Unless one of the
1: quarterbacks falls to them, mm. which seems extremely unlikely. Yeah. Just to me, you invest in your offensive line. Take Christian Darius off. Keep him like close that. to home. You can play him at guard. You can play him at tackle. Like, I think he's a tackle, but if they feel comfortable with Cornelius Lucas at tackle, they also need a guard. So mm-hmm. just take He would also probably be the best player available at that point. Um, so take him. Uh, I like that 51st. There. They signed Curtis Samuel. They have Terry McLaurin. They signed Adam Humphreys. No harm in continuing to add to your receiver core. If Diami Brown's on the board at 51, get a deep threat who isn't a one trick pony, though. He he's a, he's we talked about uh, on our receiver show how he improved as a route runner. He's really physical in the run game too. Yeah, and, and he attacks the football. And I think like Curtis Samuel is a bit of a bet because we he's been on a Ron Rivera team where it didn't work before.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: uh, so I, I I don't think kind of hedging your bet by drafting Diami Brown would be a bad thing. Plus, ter- Terry McLaurin and Curtis Samuel could play in the slot. Diami Brown can can be on the outside. Like, not a bad thing having him. Yeah, it's in it's in Paul Richardson. round. round. Okay. Yes, yeah, exactly. Um, third round, now you can add to your already pretty impressive defense. You have a need at linebacker. If Pete Werner's there at 74, I think that, that's a slam dunk. Uh, again, we'll talk about him on the next show, but great athlete who can play on all three downs and special teams. Um, and, and they don't have a clear-cut, like trustworthy starting inside linebacker right now. Yeah. Uh, I think Pete Warner teaming him with Cole Holcomb. I think that'd be a smart move. John Bostic can't play on passing down. Mr. boom Bostic. Uh, and, <laughs> and then 82nd. Um, this one I, I debated a little bit. I ended up just putting our Darius Washington from TCU. A guy who, who's a nickel safety can, can help at either spot, preferably as a nickel and be used kind of as a nickel weapon. Um, more of a chess piece, almost in that secondary. Mm-hmm. You, you're set on the outside. Like you got Fuller, you got William Jackson. Fuller can play inside as well. You, you've got uh, Jimmy uh, Moreland as well, who AJ loves. Um, I do. <laughs> Cameron Curl emerged last year at safety, and obviously they have Landon Collins. But again, never a bad thing adding adding a de- defensive back who can kind of move around. Washington's
0: kind of a, a hard team to to yeah. draft for. Like they the have one
1: I was certain they need like that the, they need to take a off ball linebacker and win these four picks.
0: Yeah. And I I because like, that, that that pick nineteen, it feels like they can go in so many directions. Um if it's not quarterback, which I don't think it's gonna be just because they'll be gone. I, I think tackle's the right one, and especially if saws there. That that feels like a slam dunk to me. Plus the
1: geography of it all. So <laughs> yeah, feel good exactly. about
0: that. Exactly
1: uh okay next show linebackers afc north good work i'm proud of you yeah yeah thank you all right well i'll talk to you then because we
0: only talk when we do the show so (laughs) i don't even know you outside the show i've never met you in real life before pretty cool bye